We're back on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. And uh, straight off dancing there in the background. Of course, it's a pretty good song. It's a pretty good beat to get down. Let's see if Simple is dancing in uh, on the land connection, landline connection, on a vegan hotline, 402-464-5685. Simple, you getting down to this music? Ah, uh, fuck, I'm 55 years old. Um, <laughs> Come on, Sip! <laughs> Tiptoe one time or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, yeah um, no, I could be. I'm sort of in a work mode, though, so no, I'm... I'm just, I'm just uh, glad to be on with you guys. How about that? <laughs> that'll, that'll work for us, too. Um, it was a great weekend of NFL uh, playoff action. We'll get to some Husker news here in a second, but uh, which game stood out to you as the, as the most fun to watch? Well, I mean, the easy answer is the Chiefs-Bills, which was incredible. You know, cre- I mean, it was incredible pretty much all the way through. It was interesting to me at halftime, Romo, uh, Bill Cower, those guys were saying, get ready, this, is, this second half's going to be epic. And, it, and I kind of cringed, like, well, careful here. Um, but, of course, it was epic. So, I mean, I'm, I'd say that one. I think everybody would say that one. But I'll tell you something. I was really, really captivated by the Niners' victory at Lambeau. I was looking forward to the game because of, because it's Lambeau. It's zero degrees. And, you know, then it was snowing in the second half. And it was everything I thought it would be. I, I, you know, it was a low-scoring game. Um, some, I, I, you know, like Jake, my co-host Sorensen, kind of, you know, he said it was sort of a boring game. I don't, I don't agree. I, I was captivated the whole way through by the Niners, um, and then, and then, the Niners. I mean, I kind of call it the punt block heard around the world. I mean, that was gigantic. That, you know, getting, getting kind of. Well, they got tied with the pump block, and it was an incredible moment, I thought. I mean, it was it, it hushed Lambeau, but it was a really loud play, you know. So um, the special teams were big, so I really, enjoy, I really enjoyed it. The, all the games are pretty good. Really good. Yo, game. Sip, Sip, I got yeah, a quick question yeah. about the, the Buck situation. As we see in this game, I mean, it was a good reminder that Bruce Arians is in need of better depth and more reliable starters at key spots on both sides of the ball whether it's from the wide receiver position, also from the offensive line position, we saw that it was a big struggle for Tom Brady to get any time against that phenomenal defensive front. But what are your thoughts? Do you think he returns? And 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 do you think the Bucs are, are able to get enough that would bring Tom Brady back to make another run at it? Yeah, Eric. Um, okay, Eric, how old are you? I'm 49 or 48. 49. So you're a little older than you're a little younger than me, a little older than Brady. Brady's 44. I think he comes back. I think he comes back because of what? Oh, I can't say the name of the analyst that's on Fox, but I'll just parrot what he said. That that Brady's addicted to competition. He's addicted to this world. This this. I mean, where is he going to find the adrenaline rush? in normal life that he gets on Sundays and throughout the week in preparation. I mean, it's, it's just hard. It's, it, it's, in, I, I just think he's, he's addicted to it. And it, now that's what he, that's what the analyst said. And I, I tend to agree with them and add to that. I don't, Eric, I don't think Brady would bow out 
while he's playing at such a high level. He's playing at a really high level still. So yeah, I, I now now I will tell you this, Eric. The Bucks are the team in the playoffs that I haven't watched that much of. So I don't I, I'm not qualified to say what they need to put around um, Brady. Injuries were obviously a factor. They have their head coach in place. They have their GM in place. I think the operation's solid. Uh, and I think I think that you can find you can find guys who want to play with Brady, and you can find plenty of players on the current roster that will be motivated to come back and play at a high level with Brady. I said a couple things uh, coming out over this weekend, as far as from the Journal Story. I mean, you guys had a couple good articles. The the one that that I was interested in that we talked about earlier um, is not so much the article, it's just your response to it. Um, was uh, Parker Gabriel's article about the NIL landscape evolving and, and and kind of having discussion with Trev Alberts? You said in a tweet, the shifting college landscape makes me gravitate more toward the NFL and NBA, which have a clear structure. Um, just as a fan, you, you kind of feel like the like the confusion around the, the college football and college basketball, do you think that that's uh, um, going to draw more fans toward the pro leagues? Well, I don't, I don't think you're seeing it now. Um, I think my, you know, my perspective is a little different than a lot of people's because, you know, I'm paid to follow college sports pretty intensely and, and I'm paid to understand what's going on pretty intensely. I'm, you know, I'm paid to understand the Nebraska operation and therefore I maybe have a little bit better. Unfortunately, I have an, I have a better feel for the flaws and I have a, I have a, it's not that hard to get a feel for the flaws of NIL. Okay. It's really not. I mean, you know, now you, one way to approach this, that I'd almost advocate for fans, not, you know, not for me, not for someone in my position, but for fans is don't pay attention to it. Just don't. Because if you look under the hood, you're not going to like what you see. Okay. It's a mess. Under the hood of college sports is a mess. Okay. It's a, it's a mess enough that Jim Phillips, and I won't go on a long diatribe here. I just want to make one point. Jim Phillips, who is the ACC commissioner, the former athletic director at Northwestern is basically saying, we're not going forward with college football playoff expansion until we get our kitchen in order as a, in college athletics, college football specifically. So there's a commissioner of a major conference who looks at what's going on with the transfer portal at NIL and says, this is enough of a mess that we have to put college football playoff expansion on hold. And he can put it on hold, guys, because it requires all the commissioners. I mean, if they're going to expand that playoff, all the commi- it has to be a unanimous vote. He ain't doing it. And I respect Jim Phillips for that. Sip, I got one other question, yeah. and it's, it's about one of the greatest of all time, and Aaron Rodgers. We know that there's been some turmoil, some organizational disagreements within the them the most likely place that he may end up still is, is with Green Bay, but it is definitely possible that he may retire and move on. With that departure there in Green Bay, where do they go? Do they, do they feel Jordan Love is going to be the guy for them? They have some financial concerns that, that may be an issue for them coming up. How do they 
take the number one seed, fall on their face, and still look to Rodgers for the big money? And and or where do they go next? Or who who evens out there for a team like the Packers to be able to snag to do what Rodgers does for them? Well, I hope organizationally they do all they can to get Aaron Rodgers back in the fold. But a, but as you mentioned, as you alluded to. I mean, I know enough about it that it's a complicated situation. Now, you, when you when the Packers took Jordan Love that high in the draft, I would think that has to be the future. We saw a glimpse of it earlier this year, right? Um, I mean, it's a tough situation for everybody because Aaron Rodgers is one of the, is one of the best to ever do it, and whoever has to play that position, whoever plays that position after him, is going to be tough. I don't think he'll be there next year. I mean, I. I I think it. I think maybe he looks at the Brady situation and maybe wants to try it somewhere else. Maybe Denver. Um, you hear Denver brought up. That would be. Mm. He's a great cold weather quarterback. I mean, it's his record mm. is his record. Twenty eight nine, twenty eight nine in, in sub freezing temperatures. Um, Denver would be a great fit. Yeah, but I hey, I mean, as a football as a sports fan, let's say that I hope he stays in Green Bay. But I, I, I think we're looking at a Brady situation, a, a guy late in his career that wants to try it somewhere else. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see kind of what happens there. Um, I did have a, 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 few, a few Husker questions real quick, too. Um, a lot of people are kind of interested in the total number of scholarships kind of being above uh, the 85 that we typically see. Is that uh, something that, that, that they kind of hope to fix itself? Because they're still out there making scholarship offers as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that can... It's it's complicated. It's a really complicated discussion. I and but Bach, I wouldn't worry about it. Um, you you know there'll be attrition. There'll be more attrition uh, this spring for sure. Um, they're gonna lose. They're gonna lose some guys. They're gonna push some guys out. And here's the other thing about NIL. Okay, you can get very creative. Okay. There's, there's a, there will be instances. Now, Eric will understand this because he was a scholarship athlete, not necessarily in football. But in football, there's going to be, there's already instances where you can tell a guy, look, we're gonna, we're gonna announce you as a scholarship player, but for for a semester, we're not, you're not gonna be on scholarship, but we'll take care of you. You can do that now, box with NIL. Okay, that's another mm. example of. When I, when I say it, it's a mess, that's what I mean, okay? That's going to happen. It's happening, okay? You're going to see guys announced with a, a you, know, a, you know how we do it now traditionally, the, this is the signing class. Well, more and more you're going to see guys in a signing class that aren't actually on scholarship right away. Just don't, we don't need to say that. We don't need to talk about it out loud. You're going to be, you know, you're going to walk on here for a semester and we'll get you your money through NIL and then we'll put you on scholarship. So that's what I mean, Bach. Don't worry about it. That's, the, <laughs> the, the scholarship limit, yeah, it's, it's a pretty loose number now. That's fascinating. Sip, that's pretty, that's pretty funny before Bach jumps in there. Yeah. I, we were just talking about that where uh, they, I said, I've got to be probably one of the greatest uh, Husker walk-ons of all time. Because I literally, Danny Nee got a free scholarship. I, I wasn't on scholarship, but yet I was on scholarship because the Marlins actually paid for the school. So it was yeah, one of the yeah. wildest dynamics that, that, you know, and now NIL, that was intriguing to me that that's opened up another way in order to 
retrieve high level talent in a in another forum and i think that's pretty dope but Bach, you you had something you was about to say. Oh yeah, just a final question for you. Um, uh, Jay Allen was uh, was on a visit over the weekend. Um, he's a uh, uh, commit uh, right now to TCU, but with with uh, Applewhite coming over, maybe he would like to come over as well. Um, I know they're also kind of thinking about Trevante Citizen. It's just kind of su- surprising to me that they're looking to add to the running back room um, because of the level of competition that's already there. I guess uh, I was just kind of wondering um, why there is that move when you have you know you got. Anthony Grant, Ramir Johnson, Gabe Irvin, Jacquez, Yant, Marquis Step coming back. It seems like a loaded room, but they're still kind of out there pitching playing time at the running back position. Uh, I get where you're coming from, and and, and Bach. <clears throat> I like Ramir Johnson. I like him. I like Gabe Irvin. I like Gabe Irvin's potential. I like his size and the way he moves at that position. But Bach, there's no thousand yard rusher back there, so I don't know. I don't know if I go quite as far as to say. They have a lot at that position. I don't see a thousand yard rusher. I think the standards got to get higher. Where we're not, we're not talking like that. Um, if you, if if there was a thousand yard rusher back there returning, I'd I'd be more on board with your sentiment. I I'm not. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you necessarily. They have numbers in terms of bodies, but if hey Bach, if you're a coach at Nebraska, and you think you identify, you know, a, a running back like Citizen or A.J. Allen or Anthony Grant who can come in here and get you a 1,000, get you not just what's blocked, get you above and beyond what's blocked on a given play, you're going you're gonna to move that guy in and you're going to move another guy out. That's the way – I think that's the way they got to do it. Fuck, they have not had a 1,000-yard – they've had one 1,000-yard rusher since 2014. 1,000 yards. You got – I mean, you got to get a back that you can identify – that you can identify that will get you 1,000, okay? And and I don't want to hear, oh, well, Sip, come on, it's the offense. No, if, if Frost has a, a guy that he identifies like Royce Freeman that can get 1,500 yards, they'll, they can make – they'll get the ball to him. So that's – that's what they're looking for, Bob. Uh, fascinating stuff. Thank you for joining us today. He's uh, Steve Sipple of, uh, of course, the Lincoln Journal Star. Also, early break right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Thanks again, Steve. Hey, thanks for having me on. Take care, guys, both yeah. of you. There you go, Steve Sipple, once again, of the Lincoln Journal Star. Uh, we're going to take a quick break before we come back and round out our final segment. It is time for Hitting the Hardwood with Eric Strickland, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, some NBA action, specifically Grayson Allen is at it again. What is it like to play with and against the Grayson Allen types, the guys that have uh, a bit of a reputation around the league? We'll talk about that next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket.